Welcome to the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. My name is Glenn Gabriel, and I'm a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. They say that coaches don't spend enough time in self-reflection. Well, in today's podcast, I'll tell you three things about me, Coach Glenn, that will explain why I coach the way I do. In this week's Coaching Tidbit, I'll tell you about a website that will give you and your coaches a solid foundation when it comes to working with athletes under the age of 12. It's that time of year. I'm about to celebrate my birthday. I'm not going to tell you my exact age, but let's just say I'm well into my 40s. If you've been listening to this podcast since day one, or even if this is your first episode, you may be wondering who I am and why I'm putting this podcast together. Well, in this episode, I'm going to tell you three facts about myself and how they influence the way I coach today. Fact 1. I didn't take up curling until I was 30. I never curled as a kid. I didn't even have family members who curled. The first time I ever curled was at a work bond spiel at Tam Heather Curling and Tennis Club in Toronto. I work for the City of Toronto, and every spring, our division would organize a weeknight bond spiel with lots of food and prizes. It was a fun, non-competitive event, but even though it was just two mini-games, I discovered that I loved the game. So much so that I took my first adult learn-to-curl in the fall of 2003. So what does that mean for my coaching today? One of my strengths as a coach is the ability to put myself in a beginner's shoes. As an adult learner, I can still vividly remember all the thoughts and feelings I had when I took that first learn-to-curl. When I coach today, especially if it's a group of new curlers, I'll ask myself, what do they need from this lesson? What's going to excite them? What information is completely unnecessary? I can still remember the excitement of those first curling lessons, and I want my students to feel that same energy. Fact 2. I never dreamt that I would coach kids. After taking that first learn to curl, I joined a men's league at Tam Heather. My game improved, but I wanted to get even better. That's what led me to take my first curling coaching course. Not because I wanted to coach, but to improve my own curling. To get my level 1 certification, I had to do a certain number of practical hours instructing new curlers. I could either work with adults or kids. That was a no-brainer. There was no way I was working with kids. So I ended up teaching adult learn-to-curls at Tam Heather and Avonlea Curling Club. I discovered that I loved coaching as much as I loved playing the sport. Fast forward to next season. I signed up for the Level 2 coaching course. That's where I met Bruce. He asked me if I wanted to help him teach Bantam and Junior Age curlers at East York Curling Club in Toronto. It was an opportunity to earn the practical hours for my Level 2 certification. I wanted that certification, but I didn't want to work with teenagers, so I politely declined. Months later, I realized that I didn't have a better option. So I contacted Bruce, and he said to drop by. To my surprise, I enjoyed coaching teenagers, and soon I was coaching a competitive Bantam mixed team. After a few years as a Bantam junior coach at East York, 
I was offered the job as Little Rock's coordinator. I never even thought of this as a possibility. On one hand, I had grown to love working with the teenage curlers. On the other hand, the club really needed someone to take over the Little Rocks program. To be honest, being in charge of my own program intrigued me. Also, in a small way, I'd gotten to know some of the kids in the Little Rocks program. Every Sunday, while the Bantam Juniors were warming up in the downstairs lobby, the Little Rocks curlers would walk through our group on their way upstairs for snack. I would always give them a high five. I ended up saying, yes, I'll take the job. That was nine years ago. So what did I learn from that experience? Never say never. Be open to trying new things, because you'll never know if you like something unless you try it first. Fact 3. I am Filipino-Canadian. My parents left the Philippines and immigrated to Canada in the late 60s. I was born in Toronto in the 70s and raised and educated here. For most of my life, I lived in Scarborough, a suburb of Toronto, in a culturally diverse neighborhood called Malvern. That said, I'm old enough to remember when I was one of the few visible minorities in my elementary school. I've always considered myself a visible minority or a person of color, which makes my involvement in curling unusual. Let's be honest. The fact is that I'm a brown person in a sport that's mostly white. I don't say that with any anger or bitterness, merely as a statement of fact. As welcoming as curlers and curling clubs have been to me, there were definitely times when I've been the only brown person at a coaching conference or bond spiel. And I've wondered, what's wrong with this picture? Why aren't there more people who look like me? So what does that have to do with my coaching? I love the sport of curling, but I also know that there's a lot to be done when it comes to increasing the number of black, indigenous, and people of color in our sport. 2020 has been a time of increased self-examination, and that includes me. I know I have to do something, but I'm still trying to figure that out. What I do know for sure, though, is that representation matters in curling. So now you know a little more about me. To all the coaches who are listening, take time to examine your own history and see how it has affected and will shape your future coaching journey. Okay, now it's time for this week's Coaching Coaching Tidbit. tidbit, tidbit, tidbit. In this segment, I share a piece of coaching information that might help you in your coaching education. Released in 2018, How to Coach Kids is a website and app co-created by the U.S. Olympic Committee and Nike and inspired by Aspen Institute Project Play. You'll find a series of coaching videos and interactive courses for coaches who work with kids ages 12 and under. The website and app are well-designed and incorporate current research, including long-term athlete development principles, also known as LTAD. And there's a definite emphasis on fun and movement. There are also specific modules on coaching girls, kids with autism, and kids with physical disabilities, to name a few. All the coaches in your Little Rocks program should watch these videos before going on the ice. You can go to the website, howtocoachkids.org, or download the How to Coach Kids app for Android and iPhone. Best part? It's free. Before we end this episode, I'd like to speak to our listeners. 
So far, I've published 13 episodes of this podcast, and we've had more than 500 downloads. So thank you. Most of our listeners are in Canada, but a good chunk of you are in the U.S. and other countries too. I think it's safe to say that there's interest in this podcast, but I'd like to get some more feedback from you. If you're a listener to this podcast, I'd like to hear from you. What do you like about the podcast? What don't you like? And most importantly, how can I make this podcast more valuable for you as a kids curling coach or organizer? Please email me at coachingkidscurling at gmail.com with your thoughts. I'm excited for the upcoming episodes of this podcast, but I'd like to know that I'm on the right track. Please send me an email. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this podcast and previous episodes. The intro and outro music was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.